What is up, Arizona? I want to welcome you back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything small ball. We discuss scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention and are often overlooked. But here, they're the stars. It is Monday, November 29th. Reyes is here with me as always. And before we get into hoops, I wanted to just say a quick thank you to all of our listeners. You guys have been tuning in like crazy, and it's been awesome. We ranked in the top 50 of Apple Podcast Charts for the last few weeks since we returned, and it's all thanks to you guys. If you guys want to stay plugged in with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you listen to the show and you support what we're doing, you're rolling with us, take some time out and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That kind of stuff helps us so much. And again, thank you guys so much for your support through listening, voting on games through Instagram. That's been fun. Just, just everything. It's been awesome. Except that y'all's voting about who's mashed potatoes. That was whack, man. I just got to say, Reyes, there's no way. How, how in the world? 67% of the people voted that your mashed potatoes would be better than Jenny's. I'm telling you, man, it's the scallions. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the scallions. If the that's scallions. the star of your dish, that's the problem right there. I'm just telling you. I'm not, I'm telling you, dude. I'm, I wasn't surprised at all. You know, thank you for the fans who always ride with me. You know, we'll probably have another poll between me and Lou or maybe me and Jenny again. You who knows? But just remember, always <laughs> vote Reyes. Let's just keep that streak going. You know, want to know, baby. I like it. Way, way to start off the week. Let me ask you this. This is the biggest question because I know you you texted me and you said, save me some mashed potatoes. And you Get, didn't. I, I didn't because there was none left. Were there any of your mashed potatoes left after Thanksgiving? No, there was nothing. Dude. Don't lie either. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm a text I'm, Emily I'm, right now. I text her, dude. I, I'm saying there's nothing left. You know, uh, Emily's mom made some rolls to go with it. You know, and we had it was, I mean, we, we ate good. It was a great holiday. And, you know, we hope. You guys had a great holiday as well. And just, you know, shout out to you guys again. Thank you guys for always making sure that I'm on top. You know, let's just put that out there again. You know, remember, always vote Reyes. That's my campaign for the rest of the season. Vote Reyes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to kill that as much as possible. The, the opening week of Arizona high school basketball, it did not disappoint. It's been a great week of hoops. And the holiday season just kicked off as well. So that's super fun. I posted something on Twitter just yesterday about that song it's the most wonderful time i'm singing i can't believe i'm singing but that song is not about christmas it's about hoops it's about basketball season so we're excited about it we hope you all had a great thanksgiving with family and friends there were some great games on this thanksgiving break some tournaments that were awesome we're going to preview a few games that we got to watch from last week but before we do check this out we're going to start with Fountain Hills and Valley Christian. I was so excited about this game. And my notes from last podcast, I just had underneath these two teams. Let's go, Reyes. I know you got to watch some of this one. Answer me this question because I've been dying to know this. Is Valley Christian overrated after watching them play against a really good Fountain Hills team? You know, actually, I don't want to say, I don't think they're overrated at all, Coach. You know what I mean? They have a lot of great pieces to them. They, the the players around Caleb Shaw, they compliment him really well. I mean, Caleb Shaw is he overrated or is he legit? 
he's legit, man. He's a top 10. He's going to be a top 10 kid or probably one of the – he's close. He had top 10, top 5 kid in the 3A for sure in small ball. The kid's tough, man. He's about 6'5". He looks about like 190, 180. Athletic, can shoot the ball at a high level, at a high rate. Um, I see him finish with some tough contact. And just kind of talk about um, Valley Christian and Fountain Hills. That was a really high-anticipated game. You know what I mean? We were really excited for that. We were, you know, foaming at the mouth, just waiting for that game to start. And it, it didn't disappoint. But, you know, I was surprised of the score and how it happened. But then I had to realize that Fountain Hills was missing somebody. They were missing Xavier Mike, their point guard. He's a quick, shifty guard. That's a and big. That's a big missing. That see that that makes me feel if they have Xavier Mike, this game is going to be closer, no question. Yes, I believe Valley put him away by like twenty, maybe more. But I'm not saying Xavier Mike brings on twenty more points with him, but just his IQ, the way he sees the court, he would just set his players up in a better position to be more competitive against Valley Christian. Now, on the other hand, like I said, Valley Christian is a is a pretty back and forth game. Uh, Fountain Hills is a pretty good shooter. I already forgot his name, but he had, he shot the ball pretty well during that game. But Valley Christian, once they decided to press, um, it kind of disrupted Fountain Hills a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? They looked a little rattled, a little, a little shaken. And like I said, if Xavier Mike was there for Fountain Hills, and for those who know, who pay attention to small ball and like know Xavier Mike, he's pretty much that engine. He's pretty much what makes Fountain Hills go. He's sure. able to like settle things down a little bit. You know what I mean? He's able to get uh, everybody in the offense. So with him missing, that was just a big, huge hit for them. So, I mean, like you said, Valley Christian was able to take that win over Fountain Hills in their game one. So, so I'm really curious, what is Valley Christian running on offense? Because I remember we talked a little bit about it last week, but I didn't really – I don't remember exactly what you were saying. I had my son when you were talking to me, so I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I remember right, because like you said, they ran – I think they ran a little something different against uh, ALA Ironwood, but from the first mm. game against Fountain Hills – they run Caleb Shaw up into the high post where he'll catch in the high post. And then they'll either do like a UCLA cut off of him. And usually depending on if Fountain Hills pinches, there's usually a kick out or a skip over to the corner for his younger brother. Uh, I forgot already for his younger Luke brother. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, yeah. He's usually – he's a pretty good player. He's young. I think a sophomore, correct? Yeah, he's young. He's younger. He's a sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. But he plays mature, you know what I mean? The kid that gets after he's a high clip, can shoot the ball at a very high level. Um, good player too as well, like I said, for, especially for his um, – his age and stuff like that. But yeah, they run like, they run like a little high post for Caleb. And then like I said, after that UCLA cut, there's not the kick there the skip. Uh, it's pretty much the one-on-one matchup. Like I said, Caleb's a pretty big kid. And so he's pretty physical and he finishes pretty well in contact. So, I mean, it, it was pretty tough for Fountain Hills to cover him just by himself. You said you saw him get up and get some pretty nice dunks, even in traffic, right? Yes. Not during the, not during the Fountain Hills game, but like over the weekend, you know, I was able to check out some games at the Valley Christian tournament. Um, really great event, uh, great, good staff and everything like that. Shout out to Valley Christian for uh, always being great host. Um, but they played against ALA Ironwood and uh, Caleb Shaw, yeah, in traffic, gets up, dunks on some kid. I've already heard the kid's name on ALA, but I'm not going to put him on blast like that. But, yeah, a kid got body. I was going to then... say, you know, I'm sure it's fine if you don't put it on blast. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so he had a couple of dunks. He had like two or three. You know, the kid said, the kid's athletic, man. He's 6'5". He can get up. He's pretty bouncy. So, um but don't let the athleticism like scare you or anything like that. Cause, and don't let that fool you from his actual game. The kid has game. You know what I mean? He has, he can hmm. put it on the floor, mid range three. He pretty much has a little package to himself. So it's a pretty good player. I want to bring this up to you because you did this wrong. You picked Fountain Hills pulling the upset. I'm oh, only bringing this up because you are right here in a second. So I want to let everyone know that you got one wrong before you got one right. But you picked Fountain Hills pulling the upset. I picked Valley. 
Valley Christian made it to the championship of their own tournament this past week. They lost to a California team in Shadow Hills, and it just gave them a lot of problems. We will see, and this is kind of what I was thinking about Valley Christian at the beginning of this season, because when you get some transfers in, it helps a lot. If you guys watch college basketball, I'm a huge uh, Texas fan, and Texas got like six transfers into into their roster this year, and they're like a totally different team, and they're a lot of talent, and they're, they're really, really strong, you know? But they're not, the chemistry is not as strong as it would be if kids were coming up together and playing for years. So my thought, even though Valley Christian didn't get six transfers, they got three. My thought is how long is it going to take for Valley Christian to really mesh and gel? The scary thing about Valley Christian, they're just going to get better because they're just playing together. They're going to get more chemistry and and they're going to be really tough to deal with at the end of the season. And I agree, man. Like I said, like a, um, Caleb Shaw, you know, the offense obviously re- revolves around him. You know, everything goes through him. But don't don't let that um, don't let that fool you mix in, man. They have a, a bunch of kids on that team that can shoot it. They have another kid, I think it's number 11. I, I didn't remember his name. I actually saw him at the ACU camp. Good player, you know. He's, he's actually a nice little Batman. Or nice, no, nice little Robin. A nice Caleb. little Batman. Nice little Batman. I know I messed that up. But nice little Robin to Caleb. So, I mean, like I said, they have the pieces for sure. Once they mesh, it's going to be scary, but – like I said, there's a lot of other teams who have a lot of other talent. So, I mean, stay ready. I was able to watch Pushridge at Florence. And mm. this was a game, man. And, and Reyes, I, I called you out in the last matchup because you were wrong. I It pains me to say this. You were right. I told you. You were right. I don't remember how, how much point difference you picked. But Reyes picked Florence to beat Pushridge. I picked Pushridge to beat Florence. This was a game, man. And it was funny. I was watching this. And in my head, I was just thinking, Arizona high school basketball is back, man. It was just an awesome one. Some key players of this game, uh, Turtel out of Pushridge, he is money from three. He was three of three to start the game. A quick shot, a nice stroke, nothing but net. He ended with 36 points. Florence ended up having to face guard him, but he was still really effective coming off screens. And he, he's really probably their best offensive option and their offensive weapon. On the flip side for Florence, you got Chris Farmer, who I am ashamed to say, I didn't even know his name before this game, but this kid went off for 38 points. He is a stud for Florence. He's super aggressive in transition. He shoots it with confidence. He's got the ultra green light. Along with Chris Farmer, you have Farley on Florence, who had 28 points. Brandon Farley out of Florence is money from three as well. He made like four threes in the game. He attacked the rim really well at times. He does a lot of stuff. He's the Robin to go along with the Batman of Chris Farmer. And, you know, in this game, kind of the flow, Pushridge jumped out to an early lead, 14-3. to three. They got some great stuff out of their pressure early. I love their pressure. It's a three-quarter court pressure. Jack Franco and Jordan Voorhees were up at the top. They were getting after it in the full court on defense. Really high motor for this team, especially Franco. They're just moving. They were creating chaos, creating turnovers, and it was really helping them get this lead. But the story of the night for Pushridge is foul trouble. Ryan Robinson got a technical foul late in the first. I thought this was huge for Pushridge. Uh, Voorhees also got into foul trouble. And once they got behind and Farmer and Farley got going, it was difficult for them to recover. It was just hard. The game was back and forth for most of it. 
Chris Farmer started to really separate things late in the fourth. He hit some really big shots. Florence is able to pull away in the end. Dude, Chris Farmer had a dunk in the last minute of the game. I was not expecting it. Like, they're a going in transition. transition. What did you say? It's a nasty transition dunk. It, I showed you that on my phone, right? Because I had screen yeah. recorded it. It made me jump up off of my couch. I was like, it was in transition. It was a bounce pass. And I thought he was just going up for, like, a strong layup. And then out of nowhere, he just rises up and tomahawks this thing on a kid. It was crazy, which leads me to my next question. Reyes, have you ever been dunked on? I actually don't know the answer to this question. Sometimes I have to admit, I ask you questions that I know the answer to it. I don't know the answer to this. Have you ever been dunked on? No, I've never been dunked on. Um, when I was playing, we didn't really see a lot of athletic kids. I mean, there's, like, so there's always like those rare kids that can get up a little bit, stuff like that. But no, I've never been dunked on. You know, you play a couple of men's tournaments when you're in high school and stuff like that, even now. Um, I've almost been dunked on, but never. I always get out of the way because I'm not about to. <laughs> I'm not about to be on a highlight. You know what I mean? So shout out to you kids. For you post players, do not take my word. You should be over there contesting every shot, and it's okay for you guys. Like I said, at the end of the day, it dunks two points. But in my eyes, I'm not going to be a highlight. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to be at the bad end of the highlight. So, oh man, hey, soak up know. game right there, fellas. You know, our head coach, if he's listening to this, he's going to be rolling his eyes at you because he's like, yeah, I can remember Reyes just moving out of the way for things. Yeah. And like I said, it's always good to take a charge, but nine times out of ten, it's going to be a body. I'm just saying. When, <laughs> when's the last time you've seen a dunk? Like someone in traffic dunk on somebody and call a charge. It rarely right. happens. Rarely happens. So, you know, just keep that in mind, players. And I got to hand it to, to the kid out of Push Ridge. Like what you said, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to put him on blast or anything. He was trying to take a charge. He was doing the right thing. So hats off to you, man. Uh, so anyways, I just wanted to say that because that thing got me up off my seat. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this was a great game for Florence. The story of the night for Florence was Farmer and Farley. Th those two names are fun to say together. Farmer and they Farley. Yeah. They're, they're really talented kids. They play extremely hard. They really, like for me... This put Florence on, on my radar. And for everybody else, you need to put Florence on your radar. They got some great players over there for sure. For Push Ridge, this was a rough start to the season. Just call it what it is. But they rebounded really well over the Valley Christian Tournament. I think they won three games. And, and they just played really hard. It's that, that staple statement for all of you players or coaches that are listening to this. If the beginning of your season has started out not the way that you expected or hoped, Remember this, you never want to let one or two games define your season, especially early on. And Push Ridge did a really good job of rebounding from that. It's a really, really great thing. And especially in the tournament, it was a great tournament for them. So that game was one that I watched that I really wanted to cover for you guys. And it was a lot of fun just to do that. Now, because we don't want this episode to be too long, we are introducing a new segment to the pod. It's called Rapid Fire. We're going to take 90 seconds to highlight some games super fast for you guys. These are games that we want to highlight, but either didn't get to watch them or we just want to highlight them really fast for you. So let's do it. We got to watch Coolidge versus Florence. Coolidge is looking tough. They got some great players over there. One in particular is Mark Clegg. He is a senior who is athletic. He can handle. He sees the floor really well. Very confident. His arms are crazy long, like Slenderman long. He's a great player. He made a lot of things happen for them in this game. 
Coolidge is really good though, and they handled Florence. It really seems like Florence, at least right now, will rise and fall with the performance of Farmer and Farley. Another team I was excited to see in action was Scottsdale out of the 2A. They were over at the Benjamin Franklin tournament at the end of this last week. Just listen to the slate of games. They beat ALA Gilbert North 58 to 30. They beat Seton Catholic 72 to 45. They beat Marana 65 to 47. They beat Benjamin Franklin 55 to 38. That's tough, man. Those are some great teams. And Scottsdale just rolled right through them to start the season at 4-0. Makes me even more and more excited to see them match up against Rancho later on in the season. Santan Charter beat a talented Phoenix Christian team 54-51. Trivium Prep had a great week as well, like an awesome week. They beat Flagstaff 57-56 in a big comeback win. They beat Sabino, a tough Sabino squad, I might add. 75 to 68. They lost to Prescott and Maricopa by a combined three points. They're going to be really, really good this year. That ends our rapid fire segment. Next up, we're going to preview some games to watch for this upcoming week. Check it out. This week, there are a lot of really great games on the slate. Let's start with tonight. Lee Williams versus Reyes. Do you remember what the abbreviation is? Can you say it right? Malk. <laughs> Not Mac. Malk. <laughs> I, that was eating me up. So, you know, shout out to you guys. And if any of you guys were listening to that episode with our coach's corner with Coach Neil, I apologize. I don't know why I said Mac, even though he said it literally before it went over to me. He said Mount, and I still said Max. So that was eating me up. I'm glad I did a lot of preparation, wrote it down, abbreviated it, you know, making sure my synonyms, synonyms are right. It's you four know, letter. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, regardless, I got it right. And this is a big matchup, really highly anticipated game. This is a 1A versus a 4A, I believe, right? Yep, Lee Williams is a 4A. Now, now for me in this game, it, just being honest, Lee Williams is not the best foray. They, they weren't amazing last year, but we will see what they have this year. They, they could be better. They could have improved. One thing that you know, always coming from a bigger school, these schools will be strong and physical. They, they, they just are. When you're competing in a bigger school pool and in a bigger school conference, you just have to be that. So I love this to start out the season. We had a... Coaches, a coach's corner with coach Neil about two weeks ago and he really talked about this game and he wanted to put his kids on notice the very first week that these kids had to be ready to go and be ready to play against a bigger stronger school again coach Neil is really looking to make a run for the championship this year and he's just trying to schedule as many tough games as possible to get his kids ready for it so i really really love this move from coach neil reyes what are you doing as a coach you're trying to beat your team up early in the season or are you trying to let them gain some confidence early because there's two like legitimate strategies to coaching no there, there's two it's kind of like that so i mean let's put in this perspective for those of you who watch college football even college basketball like alabama their schedule usually is, is a, it's a cakewalk Let's just, let's, just, let's just call it how it is. You know what I mean? I love how you're ripping on Alabama because I hate Alabama. That's awesome. Well, I mean, like I said, they're a good program. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? But like, for the most part, at the beginning of the season, they usually have pretty um, easier games. So, I mean, I do understand both sides of, you know, warm-up games, getting your kids in them, 
running your stats, making sure everything's clean. But then I also just like the fact of just throwing them into the fire. And I'm kind of more like that. Like, I think if you schedule a big-time game the beginning of the season, that just lets your players know that you're for real and that it's going to take a lot of details. You really kind of execute and just practice is going to be a lot more intense. Just because it's not fun when you go into a game knowing you're going to win. And like I said, you should never go into a game cocky or arrogant. But there's sometimes there's just teams that are just less talented than you and your team just doesn't get better because usually you play at the level that you're playing against. We've seen mm. it time and time again. We've seen good teams play against not a not-so-good team and they play at that level and the not-so-good teams competing. You know what I mean? We've seen it, you know, time out of time after again. So I, I like what Malk is doing here. I, I'm more of like that too. Throw them in the fire. I mean, get them ready. You know what I mean? Like it's time to let them know, like, hey, if like they want to make the state championship run again, this is what it's going to take, and this is the level we're going to need to compete at to get there. I really like that mindset, too. And full disclosure, for our squad, that's what we're trying to do this year. We're trying to play against some bigger competitions, some bigger schools, and we got our butts kicked this first week of the season, which, you yeah. know, is great for us, and it's great for our kids. And it's all about having not a short-sighted goal of I just want to win, 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 but – how can we win in February, right? Like, that's kind of what you're looking towards. So I really like that. And I really hope that Malk does really good. I almost just said Mac, but I really hope that Malk does good. I see them really moving into the season with this uh, game tonight. So really like that. Who do you that. have winning? I got Malk. Yeah, I got Malk winning. I got them winning by, let's do a score prediction here. I've got Malk winning 61 to... 58. I got Malk 61-58. I feel like it's going to be a lower scoring game. I'm going to say like 55 to like 45. Okay, 55-45. We'll I have Malk winning. Okay, we'll, we'll see who gets it right. And, and, you know, I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but, but thank you guys for voting on those polls on Instagram for the game of the day. It's actually been really cool. I didn't even plan for that to to be this big thing. And it's it's become like more and more people are voting every day. So it's been cool. So thank you guys for participating in that. A lot of times you pick way better than we do. So it's good. Yeah, I know. We're, Shout we're out to you something. guys. We need, I need to take your guys' uh, – I need to take what you guys are doing and, like, you know, add it to my own betting because obviously I've been wrong. So, I mean, like, shout out to I got Florence right. But other than that, you guys have been pretty spot on. So Yeah, it's been cool. Things. Moving into Tuesday, there's, a, there's a, a lot more games on Tuesday that we really wanted to highlight and let you know that are coming. The first one is North Valley versus Rancho. And this is probably a home-and-home home that they started last season because, remember, last season, North Valley and Rancho played at the very beginning of the season as well. It was a great game. North Valley is at Rancho this year, and I'm really excited about this game. I'm really excited for North Valley because this past week, the only action that we saw from them is they played against Baghdad and they beat them 66 to nine. Nine. Okay. Like, that's crazy. No disrespect to Baghdad, but like, that's wild. It'll be great to see North Valley thrown into the fire against a really good Rancho team. My pick to win it all in the two A this year. Uh, Rancho is on a back-to-back -back this night, though, so that's kind of a, a key thing to note. Who do you got in this game, Reyes? You got North Valley, you got Rancho. Uh, I actually do have Rancho, even though they're not my pick to win it all in the two-way. I have Rancho beating North Valley. 
And I think it's going to be a close game, but I do have Rancho kind of slipping away with it towards the end of the game, just their firepower and stuff like that. I know North Valley has some firepower as well, but Rancho has the experience. I think Noah Vargas, I don't know if he's back yet or not, but they still have a kid in DNS. Um, Rancho, I feel like has a lot more pieces. They have their 6'7", 6'8", kid back. Um, it's just going to be a tough night for North Valley to match up, I feel like. Yeah, and what you said is true. North Valley has some great pieces, but I don't think they have even close to the experience that a Rancho squad has or the size or the strength because they're going to be pretty young. I have Rancho winning this 65, North Valley 50. Ooh, you have it pretty close. Oh, wait, 65 to 50? 65-50. I, I see Rancho pulling away. I, guess I do see Rancho. I have like kind of like a 12-point lead and stuff like that, but I think it's going to be a higher score game for whatever reason. I think the defense is going to be great, but – I wouldn't be surprised if Rancho, like they said, like higher 60s, maybe 70s. I'll go like 70, like, what is it, six, uh, 58, right? Okay. All right. 70, 58. Yeah, like somewhere around there. I think Rancho hits the 70s. I don't hate that. My next one I definitely have going into the 70s because after Rancho and North Valley, we got a really cool matchup here in Coolidge and the Eastmark. Yes. And, Reyes, you got to see Eastmark this past weekend. What do you know about Eastmark? Uh, just from what I've seen, like I said, they have a lot of kids, a lot of guards. You know, they're not the biggest team or anything like that, but they have a kid, I believe he's number five. He's a pretty stocky kid. You know, he's strong in the low post, um, physical. He will eat you up on the boards. And, like, he's not overly talented offensively or anything like that. But, like I said, he's just a hard worker, man, a blue-collar guy for sure. And he just gets it done. You know I mean? He'll get a lot of uh, second-chance points. So if you're not boxing him out, I mean, don't be surprised when he gets that rebound and then puts it back in. Um, their guard play is not the greatest, you know what I mean? Like you said, like I always saw it. I'm assuming it was their first game too, as well in the season. Mm. Um, you know, so they're trying to you know work some kinks out and stuff like that. But overall, Eastmark gets it. They get after you know what I mean. They play hard defensively. Um, they have a couple of kids that can shoot the ball pretty well. Um, they're very aggressive on the boards. So I mean, that's just something that, like some things to look out for for sure. Eastmark's a very talented team, and I wouldn't be surprised later in the year as we head into February that they're like a top ten, top twelve team. And they're just super physical. Uh, that yeah. was my biggest thing in watching them. I felt like they came trying to bully people and push some people around, which is interesting because I don't really see Coolidge being like that. Coolidge has some great guards, particularly, I mentioned this in our rapid fire segment, but Mark Clegg, he is a senior. He's 6'4", he's long, like his arms it's it's like noticeable when I first saw him running up and down the court I'm like shoot I watched them in their game against Coolidge and Florence this past week he was really good he's got great handles he's athletic he sees the floor really well I like him a lot they also have a couple kids that can shoot it they're, they're just really confident and they're playing really really well right now they do have some size as well it'll be interesting to see how they match up to an Eastmark team who even last year because they didn't lose anybody from last year even last year, they took it to people physically and really tried to outmuscle people. They're going to have to have more than that, but I'll be interested to see how Coolidge deals with this. I see Coolidge pulling away with this one. I see Coolidge scoring quite a bit. I think Eastmark's defense might struggle a little bit against Coolidge's guards and, and really, honestly, just some of their forwards. I see Coolidge winning 75, Eastmark 55. Interesting. And I should note this too for Eastmark. You know, I think they had like two of their two or three of their starters. Uh, they were out during that first game of pretty much the whole tournament. I don't know what the deal was for that. I don't know if it was an injury or whatever the case may be. So they are missing their kids. And their two kids that I did see that's pretty good size to them. One looked about like six three, six four, and the other one looked about like the same. 
So, I mean, if those kids are helping from what the coaches told us and stuff like that, I mean, they're pretty much the impact guys. They're pretty much the go-getters. They're pretty much what gets, you know, Eastmark rolling stuff like offensively. So if they're at, if they're out for this game, I do have Coolidge running away with this as well. But if they're in the game, I would, I'm kind of interested to see what happened. I like Eastmark. Like I said, like I said, they're a pretty physical team and they're going to hit you in the mouth. And if you don't respond well like that, they're just going to take over that um, confidence mm-hmm. and just kind of bully ball you a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think I have Coolidge beating Eastmark uh, by a 10 point game. I think it's a high scoring game too. Cause like I said, Eastmark had like 70 on one game. So I, I wouldn't be surprised like a high, like 63, 53 or something like that for sure. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, also an important thing to note for me last year at the end of the season, I picked Eastmark for my sleeper team in the 3A. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. I'm not going to say that I'm going to get it right. But if I got it right, that'd be pretty cool. I would love that. Making a prediction like a year in advance. You have to pay me something for that, at least a burrito. Maybe. We'll see. There's discussions for that. (laughs) Okay. And then maybe just a, a, a clear declaration that Jenny's mashed potatoes would be better than yours. And then that would be perfect. The Vans voted, man. They know what's right. So <laughs> You're right. I, I don't need to talk to you. I need to convince the fans. That's it. Okay. Anyways, Odyssey Institute. This is again on uh, Tuesday. Odyssey Institute versus Northwest Christian. Uh, Odyssey Institute has an up-and-coming player. This is the reason why I wanted to highlight this. His name is Hayden Maynard. He's a freshman, but he's really, really got some talent. The, the biggest thing with Hayden Maynard is not like his athletic ability. or doesn't blow you away with his size or anything. He's super solid. He has very high basketball IQ. He's got a great, like a super nice stroke. He can shoot the basketball. I know he just moved over here from the East Coast. And and I mean, just watching him play, he just knows how to play the game of basketball. We saw him at a live period, also at the ACU team camp. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. I watched their opening scrimmage against Horizon Honors, and they've got a good squad It will be a great test for Odyssey Prep because in talking to some of their coaches, I know that they're planning to make a big push and make some noise in the 3A. They want to. You know, that's their goal. This is going to be a great test for them early on just to kind of see where they're at against a very good top 3A squad in Northwest Christian, which we've seen a lot of in in the last few years. Like, we've seen too much of Northwest Christian. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of it. That's how many times I've seen them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're like I said, they're a great program. You know yeah, they're I mean? awesome. We we love Northwest. Yeah, Northwest. You know, like I said they're a great program. Good kids. Um, you know, shout out to Rocky. Um, <laughs> Rocky Maniachi. That's for for you, like for you listeners that have been with us from the very man. That was the first pod, huh? That was the first one. I think that's when they upset <laughs> Bushridge when he got the steal and made that layup. Oh my gosh, dude, that was that seems like a lifetime ago, man. Remember Rocky Maniachi? We could not get enough of him during that playoff run they had. I um, still haven't seen the Rocky movies. I need to watch them. You need to watch them, I know. Shout out for those of you, you know, when we post this on our Instagram, Twitter, and stuff like that, just leave a comment and just let them know like what's your best Rocky film if you've seen it. I'd love to see in the comments. But other than that, back to basketball. Uh Northwest Christian, I mean, they still have some size. I think they lost only they lost one of their bigs. But they still have another one who I believe is what six nine now. Six nine, Andrew Best. Andrew Best, yeah, that kid's tough. You know, what I mean, he has a nice soft touch in the paint. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his field goal percentage is about like fifty four percent because I feel like that kid's money when mm-hmm. he catches inside the block. Um, they also have their shooter. I mean, I'm pretty sure you remember his name as well. I know I'm back Logan Moser. Like I said, we we know Northwest Christian too too well, but yeah, Logan yes. Moser. 
And he put on some weight, you know what I mean? Last time I saw him at the ACU team I think camp, in a good way. He was driving to the rim, and he looked really good. He was, no, he was, like you said, he was finishing better. I, you didn't even let me finish. I didn't say it was bad. I'm just saying he put on <laughs> some weight. You know what I mean? Jeez. But, <laughs> anyways, Northwest Christian, they got some vets. They got the experience. They have a great coaching staff. You know what I mean? They have the, they have the pieces to really make, a, really make some noise this year in the 3A. They did last year. I think this year with the experience they have, the kids they got, the pieces around them, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Northwest really makes a really good, strong push to be a top 10, top 10, top five team in the 3A. Yeah, and, and in this game, it'll be great to see what Odyssey Prep has. I have Northwest running away with this one. I see Northwest 60 winning over Odyssey Prep 48. Yeah, and the thing with Northwest and Odyssey, if Northwest is still going to be running that zone that they do, that matchup zone, um, they're pretty aggressive in it, you know what I mean? They're long, they're athletic, you know what I mean? Right. Andrew Best just clogs up the middle. So if Odyssey can get through that and work away and hit some open shots when they're in that zone and kind of get them out of it, it would be a pretty interesting game. But like I said, I do have Northwest running away with this. I wouldn't be surprised if Northwest puts 15 on them. I'm not going to put a score, let's just say, because they're not they're, – like I said, Northwest is not really a high-scoring team. I wouldn't be surprised like a 55, like, I don't know, 40 game, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Moving on to Wednesday, we got one game for sure that I wanted to highlight. And then, Reyes, if you got another one, you can throw it in there. But I wanted to just really quick highlight Phoenix Christian and Borgate Catholic. The reason I wanted to do this is because there's two really great players on Phoenix Christian and Tommy Randolph and Bryce Anderson, two guards that are very athletic. They're, they're long. They're, they're really good players. They're supposed to be making a push this year in the you know in their conference to try to really make some noise borgate and phoenix christian played against some really really good teams this past week in different tournaments it'll be great to see them match up with each other because i think they're pretty close to each other we'll, we'll kind of see how things end up but i'm excited to see this game i'm excited to see tommy randolph and bryce anderson face off uh, against borgate catholic i have borgate catholic winning 57 phoenix christian 50. Mm, interesting i believe phoenix christian had a pretty good weekend too if i'm not mistaken i'm not i'm not 100 sure on that i remember i dabbled in their team to see how they did um but like i said i've seen borgay they had their struggles early on in the season but like i said i think the coach new coach new players stuff like that they're trying to get everything meshed i wouldn't be surprised right. if you know what i mean there's a lot of things going on i have phoenix christian beating borgade i think it's a close game too like a six-point game I think Phoenix Christian runs away with not runs away with it, 66 to 60 or something like that. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, another team to look out for in this three is uh, Santan Foothills and Catalina. Um, for those mm. of you who do not know or who kept up in the three A and stuff like that, Catalina was actually a top 10 team in the three. I think they were like 11 and one, 10 and one last year. Really strong team. I wasn't able to look at the roster and the stats because, like, obviously nothing really uploaded, not a lot of go off of from a fool. Um, but like I said, they oh, have a pretty such good a killer when you're trying to find out about a team. And there's nothing on there. Oh, it, kill, it kills me, man. And all you see is a record. But that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure they didn't lose a lot. Uh, Santan Foothills, they actually played over the weekend. And, you know, they went two and two. They split two games. But they played a Rio Rico, which I believe is in the 4A. Um, so they played them. They lost them. And then they played Douglas and then Sequoia Pathway. They handed those games away. So they beat those two. And then they played Sunnyside, which is the 5A team. Um, and they only lost by three. And so that's what gives me kind of like that, ooh, like what does Santan Foothills got going on over there? Sure. Um, I think this would be a really good game. I have Catalina beating uh, Santan Foothills by like 10. 
I know you don't really know much about Catalina or Santan, but I've been kind of, I'm going I'm to try to follow them a little bit because I said Catalina had a pretty good year last year. So I have Catalina beating Santan like 61 to 70 or okay. 70 to 61, my bad. Okay. And I mean, that that's kind of my key that I'm thinking about with Phoenix, Christian, Borgade, you know, you even the, the teams that you just mentioned playing against bigger schools of this first last week, you know, they, a lot of, you know, we were one of those teams, but a lot of teams took the route. Let's go into these tournaments and play these bigger schools and just kind of see what we're made of. And if we get punched in the mouth, you know, let's just recover. So it's been, it's been pretty cool to watch that stuff. And those are two teams, three teams that have really been doing that, especially in Thanksgiving week. Oh, actually there's another team that we didn't get to mention. Well, we probably should have just shown love Highland prep. Came out of the season. Highland Prep, dude. I know we. I mean, the Badgers. I think that's their mascot, the Badgers. The Badgers, something like that. I like that mascot. That's pretty good. I don't like it more than ours, but I like the Badgers. I don't know if it's Badgers. It might be the Badgers. For those you know, shoot us. Tell us in the comments. I feel Um, like it's either a Badger or a Wombat. I have no idea. You go. I'm gonna check right now. Yeah, you check that for me. But like I said, Highland Prep, they actually had a pretty good game, stuff like that. You know, they beat, they, uh, beat two teams. I think they beat Sabino, if, I have not, if I'm not mistaken, which is actually not – it's not a surprise or anything like that, but I think Highland Prep's in the two-way. So they're kind of making some noise, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think anytime somebody beats Sabino, it's a surprise. Sabino's a great squad. Yeah, so they beat Phoenix Christian by 10. Uh, they played a close they, – yeah, they beat Sabino 83-76. to 76. And then they lost a close from the Prescott. And Prescott is a 4A, but they're a perennial 4A team. They'll be pretty good in their conference. I know that. Um, they lost to them 77 to 62. So, like I said, Highland Prep has some pieces. They beat Sequoia Charter 95 to 69. So, that's another team. Don't be sleeping on, you know what I mean, like that. So, I just kind of noticed that. I wanted to show them some love. Like I said, because, you know, beating Sabino is no no tall task, not easy to do. So, you know, shout out to you guys for getting that done. And we'll definitely try to keep up with you guys throughout the season. Okay, you ready for this mascot? Yes. What did I say? The wombats or the badgers? You said well, you said both. I think I, it's like a like a um like a honey badger. I know that's kind of cheap. You, you just looked it up, didn't you? No, I, I swear to God, I did. I swear. <laughs> it's the honey badger. <laughs> Let's go. Let's you go. looked it up. I know you looked. I it swear up. I didn't. I swear. All right, whatever. I, yeah. I okay, we we can highlight that. Whatever. Uh, I love how you graced over their Paradise Honors game, but I get it because I would have done the same thing. Let's move on to Thursday. Okay. You want me to mention it? I'll no, mention no, no, it right you're now. good. Let's no, just I'll do it. No, you want me to do it? Okay, yeah, so Paradise Honors beat Highland Prep 138. You know what I mean? I mean you made me do it. So, you know, Highland Prep had to go. One. It's a tough one, but like I said, they bounced back. They beat Sabino, you know what I mean? A lot to learn from that tournament. So, hey, let's move on. You, you play against bigger, better schools at the beginning of the season, so that way hopefully you can win in February. I love it. It's awesome. That's all that matters. February. Let's move to Thursday. Okay. So Thursday, I, a game that I really wanted to highlight was Thatcher versus Alchese. And the reason I wanted to highlight this one is because we will really see what Alchese is made of here. Thatcher is strong and physical. When I think about Thatcher and Alchese, I would obviously think that Alchese is probably more skilled, but Alchese is very physical. And sometimes that can be a problem for a res team and, and we're going to see Alchese on uh, Tuesday against Holbrook so we'll kind of see where they're at and see what they're made of but I wanted to highlight this game because I think they're two very different types of teams and, and we're just I want to see how they match up against them we're going to see if Thatcher can maybe out muscle Alchese if Alchese can outrun Thatcher it's going to be fun I have Alchese 
losing this game. I have, I'll just say 68, Thatcher 70. Whoa. That's interesting that you say, but it means like history repeats itself. I know you're a history teacher. Um, I am. I am. Every time Alchester plays a more physical team or a bigger team, they do struggle with it. You know, that's just not – that's not like a big shock. It's just facts. You know what I mean? When they played Gilbert Christian in the state championship, when they played Rancho, when they played all these other teams, Scottsdale Christian, they struggled, you know? So, I mean, if Alchester can get past that, and I guess I do think they're more offensively talented and stuff like that, and their guard play will be better than Thatcher's. Um, I do, but I have, I would say, beating Thatcher, even though they haven't played in, like, I don't know how long it's been. I We'll see how they do against, you know, Holbrook. I think I would say beat Holbrook, actually, too. But I have, I would say, uh, going 2-0 and and beating Thatcher. I say 70 to 65, 62. Okay. So you think it's close? I, I still think it's close, like I said, because Thatcher, it's not like they're bad. They have some pretty good – they have a pretty decent point guard. They have a couple of Right, right. They're good. Them. They, have some, they have some height to them. They got some size. So they're a good team. It's just I just think Alchester is just dying to get back on the court and just that energy and the way they play, the style they play. I think they will make a pretty good run. So we'll see what happens. Next game that we wanted to highlight is ALA Ironwood versus Gilbert Christian. This is going to be a great game to watch. ALA Ironwood was in the Valley Christian tournament that we're able to watch a little bit. Gilbert Christian was involved in the Benjamin Franklin tournament. This is going to be a great matchup between two top 10 teams in the 3A. And, you know, in, in looking at these teams, what's crazy is they know themselves. They know each other very, very well because they've seen each other all throughout the fall. They've seen each other at tournaments. They're, they're really good squads. And I think they're going to have a it's going to be a fun matchup. Whenever two teams know each other like that really well, it's fun to see how coaches adjust. No, I agree. And um, with that, you know, I said ALA had a pretty good weekend. I think they went three and one. Overall, they beat some pretty big schools. They beat Bradshaw. They beat ALA Queen Creek, and they beat a Williamsfield. I think two out of those three was in the 4A. I think Williamsfield was in the 5A. And Williamsfield last year was like a top seven in the state in their 5A in their conference. So, I mean, those are pretty big wins for Coach, um, for uh, ALA Ironwood's coach. Um, I, coach I like McCurdy. what I saw. Coach McCurdy, my bad coach. I got you. Um, appreciate that. It's an assist. Um, like I said, you know, ALA Ironwood, they, they look pretty tough. You know what I mean? Corey Wood was doing his thing. ALA Ironwood's a team for sure from this past weekend that knows what it's what it's what it's gonna take to you know be that perennial team in the three A. And then for except for Gilbert Christian, they have some size. Um, I'm pretty sure you were able to catch a couple games at Benjamin Franklin, see what they were about. But you know, Gilbert Christian is usually a solid team, so this game should be fun. I have Gilbert Christian being ALA Ironwood, and I have them beating them by ten. Okay, see, I, I have an opposite. I could see it being a, like a twelve point game, ten point game. I have ALA Ironwood winning though. Ooh, interesting. I yeah, I, I'm not gonna give out a score or anything like that. It's kind of it's so tough for this game. Um, I like I say like you're not wrong either way for whoever you choose for Gilbert or ALA Ironwood. They're both talented teams, but I just don't think it's gonna be a close game between either. It's either one team's gonna be one by ten or the other one's gonna be the other one by twelve or ten. So I mean, yeah. at that point, just choose who you want. It's gonna be a great Thursday, and then to wrap it up with Friday, it's kind of loaded with a lot of stuff. For Friday, we got the Gregory School at Santan Charter, and there's going to be a great matchup between a top 1A program and a top 2A program. I really like this a lot, Santan Charter. They just are coming off of a win against Phoenix Christian this past week. They beat them by about four or five points. I really like this matchup. I have Santan Charter beating the Gregory School to start off here, and I have them winning – 
60 to, to 52. I got Santan Charter winning there. Oh, wow. Um, that's kind of interesting. Like I said, I know I wasn't able to check out Greg, the Gregory School, but I know they won their first game, I think, against San Miguel. Um, I think they beat him like around like 40 points or so, or like 38, some, somewhere around there. You know, it's a pretty big deficit. Um, I like the Gregory School. I've seen them in past years. They usually have a lot of good guard play. They usually sometimes have size, but if not, their guards are usually pretty like average height, you know, about like six foot, five eleven. And they all do a pretty good job. Coaching staff's always good. I have the Gregory School beating uh Santan Charter. And I think they beat them by like eight. Let's just say uh sixty to fifty two or something like that. That's exactly what I just said. Oh, I even pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We'll see if we're both right, man. If we both thought it, then That's you know weird. it's it's gotta be it's gonna happen. That's so weird that I, I swear I didn't even hear the score you said. I thought you just said like they're gonna win by eight. How about this? If Santan Charter beats the Gregory School sixty to fifty two, we'll go to the casino together. All right, let's do it. All in black. Okay. All right. Desert Christian versus PCD. I put this one in there because I know you know a little bit about Desert Christian. Yeah, like I said, I know I know it's been a minute since I've seen them and stuff like that, but from what I saw over the fall and summer, um, like I said, they had some pretty good guard play. I know I keep saying that every team has good guard play, but it's just true. You know, for whatever reason, Arizona small ball produces small ball. Good. You gotta have good guards, you know. You gotta you gotta have good guards because that's the meaning. Small ball, you know, what I mean? it's not it's rare when you have a six eight, six nine kid, or even a six six kid. Uh, but Desert Christian, they do have some height. I think the kid was about like six five. You know what I mean? He does pretty good work in the paint. Gets a great offensive rebounds. He puts himself in good position. Uh, their guards, I mean, the offense runs off the big pretty much the same, but it doesn't mean the, uh, the guards can't create for themselves. I kind of like this game against PCD, who we've seen time and time after again. They have a couple of returners. I know they have their big back. I always forget his name. I think he's about like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, now. He's a pretty good kid. Um, this game should be a good one, but I do have PCD beating Desert Christian uh, like around 12. I have the same. Not not as far as like 12 points exactly, but I can see PCD winning this game mainly because, not mainly because, but a big advantage that they have is this is at the PCD tournament. So yeah. this is going to be at home for Phoenix Country Day. I think they're going to do really well. And I'm excited to see PCD because they were really good last year, but this year they did lose a lot of those kids that were, you know, re really effective. I know that they have a big kid still who's really long and athletic. He's about 6'5". He's pretty good, but other than him, I don't know much else that they have. And leading up to Desert Christian, their their schedule is pretty easy. You have Valley Lutheran, North Point Prep, and Salome. Desert Christian will hopefully be able to challenge them a little bit, but I still see PCD winning here at the PCD tournament. I agree, definitely. Okay, and then a super fun game. And we, we don't like to do this too much, but every now and then we'll do this. Mention a team multiple times in a week but we just kind of had to rancho and trivium this is going to be a great game especially because of how trivium has been playing lately yeah trivium's been playing tough you know what i mean i think they beat sabino as well um they beat flagstaff uh like i said trivium has been doing what they've always done they're pretty consistent you know they're putting themselves back on the map we didn't know where they were going to be at i know we put them in like the top 10 for the two-way i think in our early, way too early preseason but you know they're right. doing they're showing us that we were right about them. And I think it's going to carry on into Rancho. Now this game is going to be, it's always a good move between Rancho and Trivium. It is man. Remember like I, years ago when it was like Jake Taylor and all them, and it was just, it was a great game. It was a great matchup down to the wire. Um, with that being said though, 
just like I said, as we as we mentioned, what Rancho has and the weapons they got and their pieces, I do have them beating Trivium, but not by a lot. I think it's gonna be like a five point game, like a one possession game for sure. Let's just say like a 67-62 type game. I think it's gonna be pretty close in. I think because both of them play get after on defensive end, so I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. So that almost freaked me out because I I typed out a prediction before and I put 55 to 50. So I put a five point difference. Rancho winning as well. I was gonna see if you said the exact same score. That would have been freaky. Well, that would have been freaky if that was for sure. I'd be like, we're going to the casino right now. <laughs> so I also want to say this about Trivium because we've already talked about Rancho a little bit. Their losses in the beginning of this season at the Paradise Honors Tournament was Maricopa. They lost to them by two. And then Prescott, they lost by two. So I mentioned them in the rapid fire segment about the games against like Flagstaff and Sabino and stuff. But I I really like Trivium. I think they're going to compete really well. But again, it'll be a good gut check to kind of see where they're at and see if they can really still compete with Rancho, Scottsdale, all those. So that'll be a really fun game. But I do have Rancho winning by five as well and then we got to end this episode with two more matchups that i think are really really good oh these are good ones res ball alert res ball ball alert we need to come up with like a i need to like get some type of a like a noise or something that goes with like res ball alert or whatever but like a siren like an eagle screeching like (laughs) i'm not gonna do the noise but you know what i'm talking like (laughs) i was waiting for it no i'm not gonna do it but Ah. Okay, so yeah, Chin, Chin Lee, <laughs> I would never do that again. Chin, Chin Lee and Winslow uh, plays on Friday, and that's going to be a really good game. Hopefully, I don't know. Winslow is really young. We saw them in the summer. They lost all of their players except for one. If you remember Winslow last year, they were tough. They were really competitive in 3A. We thought they were going to be really good, and they got upset by Northwest Christian in the very first round of the playoffs. And they lost everybody from that team except for one kid. So they're super young. It'll be interesting to see. I just I feel like they're going to roll out with a bunch of other kids, but I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they said the team that they did beat early in the season, the first game, they beat Chino Valley, but Chino Valley had a pretty rough start to the season. Uh, I think Winslow beat them by seven. And actually, to mention that Winslow does play ALA Gilbert North. I know we didn't mention that earlier, but they do play them. I think ALA Gilbert North's going to handle them pretty easily just from what i've seen overall in the fall and the summer um i think winslow who knows they said winslow might have some transfers i mean last year winslow had like five transfers just out of nowhere oh yeah i forgot about that that's true yeah roy billups and all those kids came from window rock and uh coconino and wherever you know what i mean so i mean they they had some pretty good pieces who knows what winslow has but i think that this game's gonna be good but i think chin lee just with the time off and you know coach did say that a lot of the kids that they have were on JV, so none of them have any varsity experience whatsoever. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty a lot of nerves, but I think Chin Lee will beat Winslow. So, it's gonna be, like I said, it's going to be a good one overall. I think it should be fun to see. Um, but our next matchup, which I oh, think is oh, even I, want, I wanted to say something real quick. Did you see Chin Lee, how they played against Pinyon, what that score was? Oh, my. I Didn't I send that to you? It was, like, by, like, a, like 30 or 40, right? No, nope. no. I just, I just, I just saw it. Oh my gosh. Oh no, it's way worse than that. Hundred thirty-one. Chinley beat Pinion. That's that's no mercy, dude. That's crazy, man. And that's on their season opener. And as I just mentioned, that they're going to be so young, no varsity experience. They put up a hundred points. But but again, you know, with with Pinion, you just never know what they've got. So you know, we yeah, we, we watch. I watched Monument Valley 
play against many farms and uh a monument valley you know they put up like a crate like they drilled them it was i think it was 80 to just like 30 or 20 or no it was even less than that but like it was bad and i watched the game and many farms just didn't really have a whole lot of anything so you just never know with with some of these res teams this year i think there's going to be some that are really good and some that aren't very good so yeah no i, I have chinley winning as well yeah, I have Chin Lee winning as well. And I got like, like I said, our last matchup of the week. I mean, there's another one Saturday, but I'm pretty sure it's not it's just not as big as this next one. Um, this is the Battle of the Apaches, you know, San Carlos versus Alchase. For those of you who <laughs> for those no, of you who I'm gonna do that every time now. I can't stop. You can stop it. We can just find an audio and plug it in there for that. I'll just but, record um, myself. Ah! That, that one sounded pretty good, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. You could probably make it. You know, making some songs with that. Um, but like what I was saying, you know, San Carlos out to say this is a huge rivalry. Rivalry. Um, I think Alchi is gonna beat San Carlos, but like I said, it's always fun. The fans always come out. I don't know where it's at exactly. I probably should have looked that up. But whatever gym it's gonna be in, that's gonna be a packed house. Um, Red Bull's back, man. Like, how exciting is that? You know what I mean? I know we talked about all these other teams like AOA, Ironwood, Valley Christian, stuff like that, but we were missing something in the small ball, and that was res ball. And I'm so glad it's back, because you know one thing. One thing everybody knows about res ball. It doesn't matter where they're playing at; the whole town comes to go watch them wherever it's at, and right. they fill out the gym. So this one's gonna be crazy. I have Alchay beating San Carlos by like 12. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'm thinking like 72 to like 58. That right? Dude, I, I'm gonna one up 60. you. I'm gonna say it's like 80 to to 72 or something. Just a lot of firepower, a lot of transition, yeah. a lot of threes. Um, I would love to see the percentages from both teams after that game. But yeah, and and this game is at San Carlos, so whatever whatever difference that makes, you know, it, it's gonna be at San Carlos. It's gonna be a good one. I mean, whew, I cannot wait for that one. That's gonna be an exciting one. Um, and last but not least, is one game Saturday, Chinley versus Holbrook. That's gonna be a good matchup. Um, I don't know about where I'm going to go with this. I think Holbrook takes care of Chinley. I know Holbrook has some pieces to them. Um, I think Holbrook beats Chinley by like five. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think it's a high scoring game as well, like 68 to um, 63. Yeah, I, I can see Holbrook winning as well. And, and the hard thing is until we get to see these teams, we really don't know. So it, it'll be good to, to try to catch some of these games this upcoming week. And uh, it'll be fun uh, to, to get into that. Hey, man. Small ball is back, dude. The season's ah! back. It's here. It, what a great time. Stop it. It's so fun, man. It's the it, it's it's awesome. So it's we're, we're going to get out of here, but be on the lookout for our next episode this coming Monday. Thank you guys for supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, and be sure to like and follow the show on Apple. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you want to show us some love, and we'll catch you guys next time.